Jojo, start it off. What up, y'all? Welcome back, Real Fans Podcast, episode fifteen. According to game, I don't know what he, I don't know what he was saying before we started. He's making noises, randomly. He's getting hype, dude. <laughs> Dolphins had a good day. He's getting hype. Apparently, yeah, man. I gotta represent today, baby. Good moves, good moves. What's going on with them then? Since you all hype over here, they did what I, mean, I said they should have done. I mean, the biggest news today, <laughs> so we're recording this Friday night. Uh, the biggest news today, um, obviously, yesterday was Thursday, it was trade deadline for the NBA, but today, this uh, this morning, a huge trade uh, by the Miami Dolphins. First, it was set off by uh, San Francisco. Adam Schefter came out, obviously. Adam Schefter, huge NFL insider. He gets all the inside. Um, San Francisco is going to move up, right? So uh, the top three is Jacksonville, Jets, and the Dolphins. Dolphins has a number three pick. San Francisco moves up to number three, um, uh, and they're going to give up uh, some first-rounders from 2022-2023, third-rounder, and and the Dolphins have to move down to their spot at the number 12. So – that was like a major thing. I was like, oh, because uh, Julian has been saying for the past, if you've been following the podcast, Julian's been saying, hey, the offense should trade down. I'm like, no, keep your number three. Right. Get Gabe, don't that. listen to me, man. Gabe doesn't <laughs> listen. He's been saying that. I've been saying that since like the draft order came out. Gabe's like, no, man, you got to stay there. You take him, man. You take No, there's yeah. no point. It's fucking stupid. Somebody's going to come up and they're going to take fucking Justin Fields, which most likely the 49ers are doing. Then you're going to sit there pretty and go take Jamar Chase. Yeah, yeah. So, so that happened, and obviously, as soon as that happened, we have our little group chat on WhatsApp. Julian hit me up. He's like, "Oh, you see, the Dolphins make a move." I'm like, "Yeah," because <laughs> by the time he texts me, what happened was I was like, you know, I was a little bit in shock because the Dolphins went down to twelve. I was like, "Man, they went down to 12 I'm like, "Bro, they that's that's kind of a far. Like, go down to like six, five, or six or seven. You went down to twelve, bro. You're like out of the top ten. So uh, then, like four minutes after that. The Eagles trade, I see uh, somebody's retweeting on Twitter, Eagles trade, uh, they trade up. Uh, so uh, they gave up their spot, uh, their number six spot, to trade uh, back down with the Dolphins. The Dolphins had to give up for the first round or something. And and the Dolphins came back up, their top six, you know what I mean? They, they went back to the same spot. So it was kind of a crazy turnover. And um, I guess um, as a Dolphins fan, like it's big ups to Chris Greer, who, who is the GM there. Um, this guy's making moves. Like the Dolphins are not playing around. Like um, – First of all, this to me this this moves regu- tells you you know now they got Fitz, Fitzpatrick and they're they're kind of staying up there. They believe in, in, in Tua, right? Jacoby they, Brissett. They kinda, yeah, they believe in Jacoby Brissett. Get out of here. So so you think number three? Okay, maybe they don't trust Tua. They stay at number three and get a quarterback or something. The fact they trade down and, and trade back up, uh, meaning they still want to get you know, uh, it, it, it's a signal to me that they want to get a skill guy like I, what I've been saying. Um, whether it's the guy I want, Devon Smith or not, maybe he might fall to number six or not, whatever. But it's just a sign to me that a the Dolphins believe in Tua, and they're probably going to get him a, a, a skill share because we kind of knew that when when Fitzpatrick left. Um, B, this is kind of a shocker. If you're San Francisco, right, you trade up to number three. Jimmy like, G, you're not trading man. number. You're not trading up. If you're San Francisco, and you trade up to number three. You're not trading up for a cornerback. You're not trading up. You're trading up for a serious player that's NFL ready that you think is going to. And to give up, team. and to give up that much draft capital, yeah, they're getting they fields, up, bro. They gave up two first rounders for 2022 and 23 for you know a couple years down the road, wow. a third round pick. So, Just if I'm a San Francisco up. fan, like I'm already scared. Like, yo, you think they're gonna go up, move up to probably get a, a quarterback? Is what it's looking like. And you know, they came on Twitter. They're like, oh, we believe in Jimmy G. Jimmy G is our quarterback. He's not going anywhere. It's like, okay, say say that now. He ain't because, going anywhere today. 
He's yeah, on the he team today. <laughs> he's on the team today. And I but, think I know, heard them say too that they're they're willing to take anybody. I guess they like all, well. First off, they they, they said they like all three, yeah. so they're okay with ask, all three. What, what position player do you think they'll go for? I mean, aside from quarterback, you, just, you said like they're they going for care. quarterback. They're going for, they're just, for you. Uh, you don't uh, give up. You don't give up that much to not high. take a quarterback. To not take a quarterback, yeah. you're you're taking a quarter, and it's most likely going to be Justin Fields because Zach Wilson just had his pro date. I think a lot of this happened today because Zach Wilson had his pro date, and that's like the one chance all these teams kind of have a chance to like to congregate and talk to each Whatever. other. Well, even like teams who don't have a chance at getting him, I think they want to go there to discuss because it's the only time like you know p- people that represent the team are able to like discuss trades and shit. And Zach Wilson, dude, I'm telling you, man, that guy's like fucking Aaron Rodgers. The way that man, fl- I was watching that shit. I mean, this guy's release is insane. It's so quick. And, um, yeah, the Jets are taking him. Robert Bob Salo sitting there staring him down. It's like, that man can th- fucking throw. If we weren't getting yes. Trevor Lawrence, I would definitely take him. Yo, so I'll now, go back so- to homeboy on the Jets then. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's Sam another Darnold. Thing Your boy, Sam Darnold. That's another uh, that's not my boy, but <laughs> Yo, he has potential. So, what? They're just gonna I think he still does. I, somebody's going to take him. I think somebody's going to take a chance on him, honestly. Because he's not bad. He just had a shit system. Yeah, like, fucking... Trash team, bro. That team is fucking garbage. Like, that team, the Jets are terrible. Yeah. So, so let me ask you, Julian, because, you know, because now I'm talking about the Jets, now it seems like the Jets, they still have that number two. And like, like he was saying earlier, like, all the teams got together and talked to each other. So maybe it seems like San Francisco might be coming up to get on the quarterbacks. Either they're going to see what, what the Jets are going to pick. Maybe, maybe... Uh, Zach drops or whatever, but you know we all know Jacksonville's gonna get Trevor Lawrence, so let's get him out of here, out the paint, yeah, whatever. But uh, Julian, I was trying to, uh, what what is your opinion of like, what do you think now that San Francisco moves up? Do you think we're gonna see all three quarterbacks go in the top three, or do you think there's gonna be another uh, some other player, some other position player that they're gonna go for in the top three picks for the draft? A hundred percent, they're getting top three. I think. Well, I think the only reason why they didn't go to two is because they they couldn't. New York's not moving, which means they're taking Zach Wilson. If New York's not moving, that means they're taking him. So that means San Francisco's content with getting Justin Fields. Atlanta, we'll see because, I mean, Matt Ryan's getting old. They might want to get the next guy in there. So we're looking at possibly four back-to-back, which would be the first time in history. Um, But back to the Dolphins, too, I want to say. So, like, I don't know if you know what happened, but apparently the Eagles were in the Zach supposedly the Eagles were in the Zach Wilson talk and they said if they couldn't move up to the Dolphins spot, because I guess Dolphins and Eagles were in um, talks about moving up. And then they're saying if they can't get Zach Wilson, they're going to trade back. So since the Dolphins already had that connection, then then San Francisco reached out to them then they went back and went to talk to the Eagles. And then that's how they did the whole like 12, then back to six. And now the Eagles are at 12 and all that shit. So yeah. the way it happened on, on social media, like it was right away. First of all, it was a like big explosion because I, you know, I follow a bunch of people on Dolphins, whatever, San Francisco Dolphins, whatever. And I was like a big shocker. But then like four minutes later, they're like, oh, Dolphins trade back up. So I'm like, oh, show. They moved down to so, 12. They moved back up to six. I'm like, yo, they're going to make you move. Bad, and then two seconds later, he yeah. was like, oh, man. Make move I, did, I did think 12 was like deep. I thought for sure it was going to be that Carolina because Carolina's like been pretty adamant on trying to get somebody because Teddy B is just ain't it. And um, I thought for sure it was going to be bouncing back to eight, but like I mean, shit, this ended up being a lot better than what I thought yeah. would happen. So I mean, I've been preaching the trade back drum all day, all fucking month, yeah. but yeah. it ended up being ended up being better. It ended up being better than I thought because I thought for sure Carolina wanted somebody. 
I think definitely in this trade, the Dolphins came out on top. Uh, I'm trying to pull up uh, uh, where the Dolphins are now. I'm going to pull up uh, Dan Graziano, which is a football guy on ESPN. He covers a lot of football. Um, I put it in the chat as well. It's on the the group text. So the Dolphins right now, they have two first-round picks. They have a number six and a number 18 pick in the first round this year. Then they have two second-round picks, number 36 and 50 this year, and a third-round pick this year. And then next year, they're set up for uh, uh, two third-round picks. And then in 2023, two years from now, um, they're set up for two first so many so, fucking picks, so dude. so here's the thing like either so a Tua, you, you trust and believe in Tua and he works out or and b if he doesn't work out you still have picks down the road and either this year or next year or the year after you have two first round picks so you can still get somebody down the road so this to me is a sign that like yo they're, they're believing in Tua. i think they're getting some insurance with these first round picks to probably get them some uh some help but i think this is a Fucking fantastic job by the Dolphins. Get him over Chris Bro, you know what's so you know what's so wild too about this is you're seeing it from a good team. You're seeing it, you're seeing this from a 10 and 6 team. The only time you ever see some shit like this is if the team sucks. Like I mean, when the Jacks had all these fucking picks, like we were asked. Like to see like a 10 and 6 Dolphins team and still has a shit ton of picks in the top 100 is insane for the next three years is fucking wild and i like, think it, honestly uh that that could really be their year you know they're putting all their faith in tua and i'd say they like you know like everyone else said they they babied him this season right but they took a lot of precautionary action but it was it was kind of good for his development to have fitzpatrick there in his first season now that he's gone he has no choice but to step up you know and i hope he learned a lot this last season now you know they did go 10 and 6 missed the playoffs so that gotta hurt a little bit they got these picks set up. They're going to set them up, you know, around to help him out. So watch out for the Dolphins this year. Yeah. So, I, so I, I guess my – I said uh, – because I, I, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Pete Prisco, uh, Gabe, but it's one of the sports writers. I like him a lot. He's on CBS. And um, he said, like – and I agree with him. He's like, the Dolphins right now are living or dying by Tua. Because if Tua's ass, yep. the Dolphins I mean, are fucked. Still- I mean, Grant. Yeah, you still got a shit ton of picks, but like you know, most that, likely you guys are gonna be pre- you, most likely though you guys are gonna be picking farther back because the 49ers are probably gonna be good and you guys are probably gonna be. And this was your one chance to get like a really high pick, so it's like, it, it, it's like you guys are living or dying by Tua right now. And that's what I believe in. I, I wear the jersey. Thank you, Jojo, for the jersey. It's a sweet gift. I still wear. It. I wear it with pride. Um. So yeah. So that, that was the biggest. I want to get off the Dolphins because that was the biggest news today. It happened earlier this morning. Get your hand off your head like that. <laughs> um, uh, up, I want to get into the yesterday because yesterday was NBA and uh, it was NBA trade deadline. And uh, I think the end, trade ended at like 3 p.m. or something. And so there was huge, huge moves going on in the NBA uh, uh, as well uh, that I want to get into. I, I think one of the biggest ones, uh, I guess, what we're surprised at, I guess, the biggest name that I can think of is Kyle Lowry because um, there's a big, you know, hoopla of the last game. I think they lost and he's like doing like some peace out sign, like some <laughs> giving his final goodbyes to the camera or something like like he was going to be traded or something. And, oh, um, man. And, and by the end of the night, he ended up staying staying with with uh, with Toronto. And the biggest thing was, I guess they're saying uh, there was probably making moves. Here's the rumor what I heard on Heat Twitter. That Cal Lowry was trying to get traded to Miami, and they were in talks with Miami to get traded, but obviously, uh, what's his name, Mujiri, the uh, the guy in Toronto, didn't like the deal between uh, that the Miami was offering, um, because the rumor is that Kawhi is probably going to be uh, when he becomes a free agent, he's probably going to want to come uh, come to Miami afterwards. So 
They're trying to trade for, you know, trade wow. for Kyrie now. For you know, at the end of are it, you uh, breaking news, man? You breaking news? That, that's the rumor. That's the you rumor. breaking oh. news, Gabe. Gabe, you're breaking insider. news. Miami's <laughs> you got insider. So, Gabe, so this to hear from Gabe. Gabe, the insider, oh, guarantee. I'm not guaranteeing shit, but that's the rumor going on. Kawhi Miami. Kawhi, that's that's the title of this clip. Kawhi's coming to Miami. Breaking news. They're saying there's some kind of relationship. I don't know. I don't know this for sure. This is just rumors. People are talking, okay? Because I hear lots of rumors. We're Giannis was so Miami. You know, they whiffed on a lot of uh, opportunities this year. As far as like Giannis, they're expecting Giannis to not sign his extension, and he did. But listen, they didn't have that Giannis money. So first off, that max ain't nobody was topping that at all. So even if he wanted to go, he wasn't going to refuse that. Yeah, so so I guess the biggest moves that they made, Miami's, I'm talking Miami Heat as far yeah, as trade yeah. line. So we know uh, Myers Leonard got got the fuck out of here for saying some spicy shit online. So we got Trevor Ariza, which I don't know if Trevor Ariza is good or not. Like, obviously, he's a he's one of the you most travel players. He's a, you know. Good, you know, defensive threat, you know what I mean? He has experience. I guess experience does go a long way, but he's not going to uh, carry the team, obviously. Not yet. Uh, good supporting player, you know what I mean? You know, maybe get some timely steals like he usually does, you know, in the playoffs or anything like yeah. that. Um, he's known and, for, like, his club defense. And Pat Riley, he loves veterans. So if you a veteran and you've been in a playoff, you have experience, you've been an all-star before, Pat Riley loves you. Like, he loves trading. Instead of drafting new guys, he likes to trade for the other guys. So uh, we recently got Trevor Ariza. Well, the biggest trade that Miami, uh, I guess, you know, obviously after Kyle Lowry being uh, – the biggest name we got was Oladipo, which Oladipo's oh, been – for uh avery bradley and olenic and a a draft swap to houston um which a lot of people are saying like houston which pretty much this is like a bad trade for houston because if you think about it they traded harden right they traded harden away and i think they got oladipo yeah they traded Holloway westbrook away they got oladipo so that that was their swap for uh harden but now they they swap for kelly olenic and Avery Bradley, who weren't playing too well, so traded up. PJ, yeah. PJ Tucker mm. gone. You know what I mean. And here's what I heard with that R. trade: Houston Sports. Listen, <laughs> I heard they wanted Hero, right? And that yeah. he held off so long for that like last minute decision, and they got nothing out of that, bro. Yeah. So we got all star caliber player. We as in the Heat down here in Miami, and. and what did they get, bro? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they just broke their bag 20, of chips. Uh, 20 lost streak Man. the other day, bro. They lost 20 games in a row, so it's not looking bright for the Rockets. It's, it's not looking bright for Houston. <laughs> Houston. They had a, a fire sale, kind of like Orlando uh, had a fire sale. So, uh, also rumored to be coming to my, my Miami Heat. Um, as far Another as we're breaking about, news again. Here we go. Lamarcus Aldridge Luchette got uh, his co- contract bought out, uh, 5.8 million contract buyout. And uh, so he's a free agent and he was expected to go talk to different teams, but most people are expecting him to land in Miami. And pretty much we're getting him, you know, from whatever, we're getting him for free. He's already had his contract paid out for the year. So anything you give him is peanuts. You know what I mean? We don't have to pay him a max a max deal. You know, we're paying him for <laughs> just a body to, you know, a big body to go up against Giannis, a big body to go against Joel Embiid. That's, this Some is guy, probably, you know, y'all good? So, you know, somebody to, to – because uh, the biggest bodies we have are Bam out of bio. Olenek was a, a tall, big body. 
Um, I, I guess I would consider Duncan Robinson, even though he's not really down low too much. No, not at all. I wouldn't yeah. even consider that. No, I don't care yeah. how tall you consider Duncan Robinson. I don't know. He's not, physic- he's, he's not physical. He's not physical. He's not, not physical. physical. Like, he's not down yeah. close like that. He's not oh, physical. He's a great shooter. Great yeah. shooter. You're not if, – if Bam goes out on an injury, God forbid, you know, or, you know, he gets fouled out or whatever, he can't play. Who's your backup big man then? Like, and, dude, I was, right I was saying that shit the whole playoffs. I was like, they, they are living and dying by whatever happens to Bam because they have no depth at big man. No depth. So that's why, to me, this is, like, the biggest pickup. Yeah, Oladipo and stuff, we'll see what he does. and stuff, But, like, bringing in, yeah. like, LaMarcus Aldridge, like, I think is a huge pickup. Especially, I mean, that was the main reason why the Heat lost to the Lakers. They're just they're getting out muscled. They're just yep. more physical. They're bigger. Like it was just you can't compete with it. And you had to have you know, Jimmy Butler go fucking play point. all world just for yep. the Heat to win a game. You know, like Gabe, you know, you make good points. Uh, you know, think of who's who's in the East, right? So getting you know a West Coast player, big man over here to the East. You're going against MVP caliber this season, Joel Embiid, right? Who's absolutely dominating. You need someone against him, or at least some depth against him. If Bam, you know, can't hold it down, um, let's say offensively or defensively. But you got also Giannis on the Bucks, and we all know what he can do. Back to back MVP, All Star MVP, and you know the Nets. You know, got KD out there, even though he's not considered, you know, a big man, but he's a seven foot shooter. You know what I mean? Like yeah. height. You no know, range like you, you you're gonna need that you know well, the, there's a lot of great, well the like, heat yeah i was gonna say the heat yeah. also traded for that guy from the jazz too who was a rebounding guy like yeah i was looking at some of his is like re, he averages like 15 rebounds a game i can't remember it was some foreign name it was a little bit difficult there's, yeah there's um, a guy uh who, but that's more got... more big man depth you need more rebounders and like that that's great like i, I love that I love that. Well, they ha- he hasn't signed yet, but he's ex- kind of expected to sign. Expected yeah, to yeah. What's his um, name? I, you know, um, the the new guy they signed. The guy they picked up was in, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher it. Is it in you got this, man. You got this. Pizza, pizza, something like that. I thought it was something I, with I, the eye. What <laughs> he got compared? He got compared to what I've heard is saying he's like a upgrade. Maybe not too much of upgrade from like Olenek, but he's more agile. Olenek, uh, a shooter. Uh, you know, a guy who's probably going to play more often than than Olenek did because yeah. he was coming off the bench a lot. Um, well, so, other, I mean, other big moves, you know, aside from the East, you know, um, the Clippers, West Coast team, got reigning defending champ, Rajon Rondo, veteran from Atlanta Hawks. So he goes from possibly not making the playoffs to easily a contender team right back in L.A., Rondo, right back over there. Um you guys think that's going to make a difference with this Clippers team? Me personally, I do. They were looking for a point guard all season. Kawhi wanted a point guard, and you know who who else better than getting the dude that just no. won the chip in LA last season? Yeah, I, I like I like I like um, I like uh, older Rondo. I feel like uh, he's gotten a lot smarter, like uh, as far as like his vision, his play. He's become more of you know more of a, a court uh, general. Um, so he's he's able to push the ball. Um, uh, with the team, and I think it's a great addition for them. Like I said, uh, Clippers have been like struggling to like compete against the Lakers because Lakers are the you know they're the home team, the home squad, and they're obviously the big the big dogs in the West. So um, I think adding a veteran to that team and trying to get some uh, 
some playoff experience, I think it's only going to help them. You know what I mean? Like try to yeah. try to make that push. Uh, and I think that it takes a lot of pressure off guys like Paul George, which, you know, every a, a, yo, anytime, all eyes are on Paul George. This guy misses a shot, is breaking news. He, he does anything. He misses a game winner. He loses the ball. All eyes on him. So I feel like it's going to help him. You know, now he has a point guard to set him up, you know, the correct way. Um, and help him out, you know, same with Kawhi, you know what I mean? You have a facilitator to help out, you know, on the offensive game. And, you know, there's these, like, bad stereotype for Rondo that he can't shoot and he's not a shooter and this and that. Did you guys see him in the playoffs last season and in the finals? He, he went off. He, he open threes. Yeah, he went off. Rondo, Rondo's one of those guys where he shows up when you need shot. him to. I, I've always felt that way, that Rondo shows up when you need him. He always – finds a way to like do some like I'll never forget like to me the best Rondo game ever. I don't know if you guys remember it's back when he's with the Celtics. Um I think they were playing the Sixers. Man dropped like 40 points with a triple double and it was like one of the most clutch games he's like ever done because I think uh I think Kevin Durant was injured. Not Kevin Durant, uh Kevin Garnett was in, injured. I don't I don't know if what game I don't know if you guys remember what game I'm talking about, but that man, that performance was like incredible. Like I remember watching that and just being in awe. I'm like, wow, yeah. like Rondo was fucking balling that day. And and right now, you know, the Clippers are number three. They're above the Lakers, and the Lakers are hurt a little bit. I think LeBron's still out with the high ankle sprain. I don't know, no, I don't know how, you know, when he's going to come back um, as far as injuries with the Lakers. So, like, if they're trying to win, like, you know, adding a veteran player like this is going to help them. You know what I mean? Uh, he, 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 he's proven. Like, he he's a proven player in this league. You know what I mean? So – uh, and I think uh, he got traded for Lou Williams, right? Uh, Lou Williams went to Atlanta. Six men like Lou Will. Yo, you know, <laughs> crazy. I know we spoke about it earlier, but uh, I don't know. I found it hilarious. This man, Lou Will, comes out saying that if he gets traded, he was, he's going to retire. And he actually <laughs> contemplated on retirement. <laughs> he, he posted on social media for everyone to see, too, as well. Damn. Like, he don't care, bro. He's going to the Hawks like, yeah, I was about to retire. I didn't really want to play here, but yo, here I am. You know, I'm like, right, I'll play. Yo, didn't he get in trouble? Remember he got in trouble yeah. for going to Atlanta in the bubble? He went to oh, he Atlanta. Wings. To, yeah, he went to Magic yeah. City in Atlanta to get the wings. So I'm like, yo, you went to your you went to your spot, bro. You are, you're, you're where you're supposed to be, man. Facts. Like, why would you hey, not want to be in Atlanta? Now. You can live right next to it. <laughs> yeah, you don't got to take a flight. You know what I mean? You just drive. <laughs> you just walk. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's, he's, there, he's there for the nightlife. Uh, uh, besides that, the other moves. I mean, Orlando. Orlando had a fire stuff for the team. They got rid of a lot of their players. Aaron Gordon went to Chicago, I believe. Well, they're they're due for rebuilding, man. Yeah, you know, I know they made playoffs last season. Uh, it was Eastern the, Conference they playoffs. Against, yeah, they went against the Bucks first round. They won that first game, and then they got gentlemen sweeped right after. So and, I, I mean. Here's the thing with Orlando trying yeah. to get rid of all their players. Like, like, like you said, you know, last year they got booted by the Bucks. Like, it's either a you can get, you know, they had a, a little players. You know, I'm not saying they had like a super team that's gonna go deep in the playoffs, but they had, you know, at least they made the playoffs last year. And it's like, do we want to go again and just be good enough to get booted out the first round, or can we just sell now, what they... we have and get some value for to get, you know, future uh, to get future value, um, so that you know we can beef up potentially later on. You know I mean? You don't like get booted again in the first round again. Yeah, I mean, like, were they even above 500 last year? I don't, no, I don't, know I don't think the they're... Was. I don't think they're in the, in the top 10. But, you know, they're fighting for that bottom. And uh, this no, year... No, last year when they made it, oh, like, were they even above 500 at 8? Oh, probably, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> um, 
Uh, I can't. I got to look back at the at the records. But Jojo, you know, this year they're doing the expanded uh, playoffs this year in the NBA. So ten teams. They're gonna have. Uh, uh, it's a regular eight teams, but they're having a seven. I think it's what, what did I say yesterday? It was a seven through ten. Ten, yeah, ten, seven through ten are uh, play, play in, play in, play in, play in games. So they're doing expanded playoffs. So it's like, yo, do do I want to, you know, fight for barely a seven or eight spot and get booted by the Nets or booted by the the Bucks, or do I just trade now and, and try to build, you know, later on? You know what I mean, like. Some at some point you gotta rip the pull the ripcord and, and just say like it's not yeah. worth it. Like yeah, we're already a sorry team, we're losing. Might as well try to get some draft picks and get later. You know, how do you feel about that, Jojo? I mean, I agree, man. Uh they just got rid of the best player. You know, it's official, right? Like like he's gone. Yeah, yeah. What what what's what's left? You know what I mean? Disney. Just, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Mickey Mouse is left. Maybe they recruit Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. You know, players. I don't know what's going on over there. Got Donald Duck over there. (laughs) But uh, yeah, no, I agree. You know, they should definitely start from scratch and rebuild, man. Potentially get some picks. They're not going to do it through free agency. I tell you that. Yeah, I feel like everybody's all the all the big players got locked up. Um, So you know why? Because the destination in Florida is where Miami. Nobody wants to play in Orlando. Uh, They got to come down to Miami. You're right about that. You know what I mean? So. If the thing is that the Orlando Magic's like every time they've been good, it's because they've drafted well, like throughout the whole franchise. It's like they draft well, but they can never hold on to those players. Look nice. at Shaq, Tracy McGrady, um, uh, fucking Dwight Howard, Howard, uh, JJ Redick. Like they they lose all their guys, man. <laughs> yeah. So moving on. So that was you know yesterday Thursday. Today Friday was some big football news, but tomorrow we have some more sports going on. Um. Julian, if you want to get into UFC, tomorrow's UFC, was it 260 or 250? Yeah. So, uh, Julian, what, uh, what are the big fights you're going to see? We're about to see some big-ass motherfuckers swing on each other. That's what we're about to see. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, on, I am so pumped for this, this fucking fight because you got Francis Ngannou and Stipe. Uh, Francis Ngannou is a fucking monster, like a, a legitimate monster. This man was working in the in the the mines in Africa at the age of 10. So this man has had strength built up That's since wild. like the age of 10 Callous. and he's Callous. and bro <laughs> th- and I was actually he was on Joe Rogan. I was listening to his whole story. It's actually like really just like a pure like American dream type of story coming like from nothing and coming over here and like making something out of himself. But the guy's a fucking monster. I mean, he I think he has the world record for the hardest punch. Like he has the no world way. record for the hardest punch. They say Guinness his punch in there? I don't know about the Guinness World Record, but I, I literally heard about this the other day. I didn't know that I, I didn't know this, but I was like, wow, really? Apparently his punch, the force is the same amount of force as like a Ford F one fifty or some what? shit like that. Like well, like fifty yeah, miles. His, yeah, I believe his I believe his pass yeah, rock by a truck. I believe his past eight wins were by knockout and TKO. His only loss is to Stipe. Because this is a Stipe uh, uh, Nganu too. Um, and then he lost to Derek Lewis. Um, but they believe a lot of that was he just, because of him losing to Stipe, he just wasn't, he was kind of off track. But then he kind of bounced back and just started knocking motherfuckers out again. So I, I'm really, I'm really pumped because I've, I mean, this guy's a fucking freak. He's he's insane. Like I 
I don't understand you. The guy looks like a god. Like it's it's fucking wild. And then pull up, um, pull up the tape. Like pull up. Uh, you want to pull up the the screen? I don't know. Do you have that already? I have. I don't. I don't have it up. You can send me a link. But um, yeah, it, it's wild. But then you have Stipe on the other side, which Stipe is probably the greatest heavyweight to ever fight. I mean, he actually single handedly like beat Nganu. Um, and but surprisingly, as Stipe, the greatest heavyweight to probably ever do it. And has not lost in, well, he lost to Cormier, but then he beat Cormier twice in a row now and forced Cormier into retirement. Wow. Um, but yeah, that was Cormier's last fight. Yeah, they, they fought all three times in a row. Yeah, yeah they, they fought all t- three times in a row. So this is going to be the first time Stipe's playing, uh, fighting a, a new, a different fighter in like a long ass time. Yeah, in a while. I think the last time he fought was against uh, Nganu, actually. But. Yeah, I mean, Sipe, All-American wrestler. He comes from Ohio. I can't remember where he went to college, but, I mean, the dude's a monster. And I, that's how he ended up beating Nganu in the first game, the first fight. Was he, I mean, he just out-wrestled him and ground and pound. And But I think Nganu's coming here. He's going to be a different fighter. He's going to uh, he's going to really work on what he believed messed him up in the first place. But I, I'm really pumped for this. Nganu's going to actually be favorite coming into this fight, which is wild. Um, but I'm super pumped for this. And uh, me and Gabe, we're gonna sit there and watch it. We're gonna get lit. We're gonna watch it. We're gonna see two big ass fucking men just like knocking, swing as hard as they throwing, can at each throwing other, throwing four F one fifties at each other. Bro, I mean, this is gonna be great because, um, yeah, I mean, Nagano's a striker. So if if Nagano if Nagano can keep Steep A up, it's gonna be really scary for him because he's one of the, like I said, it's for him, it's one punch, bro. That guy, that guy's got insane force so yeah. lo- looking at looking at the tail of the tape uh, uh stipe is 20 and 3 uh nganu is 15 and 3 they're both 6-4 uh stipe's coming in at 240 and they got nganu at uh 250 uh i think nganu's got three inches of reach uh on stipe uh and about uh about four or five inches four and a half inches of, of kick reach uh leg reach uh, on him but stipe is a champion obviously like he said he beat Cormier twice. Um, I got it up now, so, so people can see. Yeah, yeah so if you want to like go, kind of go through it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to. Uh, we're gonna be watching the the, the match tomorrow. Uh, I think it's gonna be exciting. Um, this is really the only. I don't know if there's any else on the card on two sixty that you wanted to talk about. Maybe oh, one other match, right? Yeah, yeah. Tyrod Woodley. We'll see if he can bounce back. That dude's been on a downturn. Yeah, man. I don't Bro. know what happened. Dude, he lost the Usman. He got his shit rocked by Usman, and I think he's still rocked by it because he's lost like three fights in a row now. He lost to Usman, then he lost to Kobe Covington, and then he lost to Who did he lose to? I don't know. He lost some another top contender. I mean, he's lost the three top contenders. So it's like he's really got to kind of start from scratch. He's got to fight tonight. He's gonna he's ranked seventh now. He's gonna be fighting ranked ten. I've never heard of the guy personally. But I mean, this is a huge fight for him. I mean, this is for him to get back in that contention. He needs to win this, and maybe win another one, and then he's got to beat a real contender. So I don't know what happened. I was a big Woodley fan because that's another guy where you look at him like, damn, this guy's fucking shredded. Like he's huge. Yeah, him, him and Usman, man, and I and him and Usman are like that. But he ended up getting out wrestled by Usman, and he just ever since then, man, he's been. Going downhill. We'll see if he can. I, I'm really, I really hope he can come back and really do something. 
Um, I believe Khabib's brother or cousin or something's fighting tonight or fighting that day. Uh, Abukar Nurmagomedov. Um, I believe it's it, from that it, that same family of you know that same. Yeah, uh, they're related somehow. I don't remember if it's brothers or like cousins or something. And then another fight I'm super pumped for is Sean O'Malley. I don't know if you've heard of him, Jojo, but he's like kind of he's made like a presence of himself like on the YouTube world. But yeah. this dude is fucking electric. Bro. This guy, he can fucking like he's so ridiculously fast. If you look at his highlight of his last fight, he knocked the dog shit out of this one guy. <laughs> and he's just he more he's, like a, he's more of a striker than anything. Yeah, he's tall. He's five eleven, and he fights he's at bantamweight. Ripped. He's pretty ripped. at, at one twenty at one thirty five for five eleven at one thirty five. He, he's a lanky guy, pretty skinny, but yeah, he's he's explosive, bro. He's he's super explosive. So I'm excited to see him fight. He's always a super entertaining fight. So, so that that's going on Saturday night, but obviously also Saturday. So we'll we'll probably you know uh, review the fight. We'll probably live stream it or or have some some tweeting or. Uh, stuff about the fight. Oh, I'll yeah. watch it. That's Gabe's going to be live night. tweeting it. Gabe's going to be live yeah, tweeting yeah. it because he wants to remember yeah. what happened. We got some hate. We got some hate on our YouTube. JoJo, oh, know. we got, we got dude. We got, <laughs> we got some. <laughs> dude, these Polish guys were coming after us, bro. Because I think Gabe, one of us said something about the guy being thought we thought he was Rus- like, I think he's Russian or something like that. And they're like, he's from Poland and all this. Like, and then he's like, I was like, I, I remember saying like he's a grappler, which he is. He is a grappler. And the guy responds to the comments. He's like, he's not a grappler. He's an MMA fighter. I'm like this fucking guy. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Whoa, Sorry. Excuse me. I don't know. It was funny, but it was. I just thought it was funny. That video actually performed well, but it, I thought so it was we, funny we're though. Gonna, we're gonna try to give you some more hard hitting. You know, I'll be live tweeting the five second commentary. There's some other shit, but I, I thought it was funny though. I was like, <laughs> so Gabe wants but, to wants to live tweet it to keep some notes. And also yeah, just yeah. get our live reactions Cause, of it. Cause you know, cause when I'm watching the fight, like I'm watching the fight, like I'm getting, I'm, I got pictured beer, I'm drinking, I, I'm, you know, I'm seeing the fight. I'm like, okay, maybe he won or he not, but I'm gonna try to get, you know, some, I'll, I'll do it live so I can get some notes of like, okay, this, this minute he did some good. He, this minute he ate punches or whatever. I'll try to do a better job of doing that. Live do a better job. Dude. Come on. He's this not weekend, from Russia. This get. Saturday, we also got, um, uh, and, uh, NCAA March Madness still going on. Uh, obviously it's about to pop off tomorrow. I think two o'clock is when they start. Uh, games going on. This past weekend was kind of crazy because it was upset city. And I know JoJo's oh been watching. JoJo's, JoJo's, JoJo's been watching NCAA so much, he, he showed up late to work. Bro. He, he forgot he had to go to work while he was watching fucking uh, basketball. So, uh, JoJo, I just want to kind of get your thoughts of what games you, you saw and uh, what you thought of the last week that uh, was going on. Right, well, listen, NCAA first tournament. and foremost, you know, the last episode I was on, you guys saw what jersey and what team I was repping. And you know it, it was a, it was a tough night for me. You know we uh, UConn we lost in the first round against Maryland by I think like eight or nine points. Um, almost made a comeback in the last few minutes. You know running a full court press got a couple steals there at the end. Uh, but then of course when you're running a full court press that obviously leads to a risk of you know getting the ball down court faster for easy layups or dunks, which happened. Um, but we had a few clutch steals at the end, missed some free throws. Lost the game to Maryland. Maryland moved on. But guess what? Bama took him out. So, you know what? Go ahead, Bama. <laughs> no, but it's crazy upsets. You know, this is the highest. Um, yeah, actually, yeah, the highest average seed count for the Sweet 16 right now. Ever? Like in terms of the 
remaining ever. Like ever. And fun fact, two years ago, because obviously it was canceled last season, um, when Virginia won, that was the lowest average seed count ever. Wow. Meaning like the number one seeds and the two seeds, those are the teams that made it towards the end to the final four, three, 16, the league, all that good stuff. But now this is the highest seed count because all, all the upsets going on, which is insane, honestly. So my bandwagon team right now, see, I know, since UConn's right. out, gotta stick with the you know my Northeast teams, Syracuse making a little run over here. Yeah, yeah. You know they beat represent they, upstate, they beat represent they beat upstate, Virginia, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Buffalo, right? No, Buffalo, I represent <laughs> upstate. This guy swears I'm from Buffalo. Anyway, Syracuse is actually pretty close to Buffalo, but uh, yeah, man, that's my bandwagon team, and I would not sleep on Oral Roberts this next round. You got Loyola. <laughs> beat yeah. the crap out of Illinois by like 20. They beat no. the absolute. Oh yeah, dude. They whooped the shit out of those guys. I couldn't God. believe it. Bro, they had the. They, they got sprinkled with some Ooh. holy water and the power of the Lord to have them win that fucking game. <laughs> I don't know how they Bro. did that. And, yo, and then my team, my one pick like I made last week was Florida. They got their ass beat by Oral Roberts. That was my pick. Yeah. I didn't either ask me, but uh, yeah, I mean, that was my pick. And I was like, Florida yeah. loses the aura. I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, you gotta Bro, be kidding I, me. I I'm like, UConn's gone in the first round. Like, do I even want to continue watching the tournament? My team's gone. Yeah, I was nah, like, Gabe, going to go for Florida, but I was like, who are you going for, Gabe? Who was your pick? He said Florida. I mean, like an FSU, wasn't it, right? It was Florida, I know, he said, he said Florida too. He was with me on that one. I was going with Florida just because I've decided to pick a Florida team. Um, usually I like picking uh, the teams that are you, you know, normally we see them, they have pretty good basketball programs like a Florida or whatever. Um, but my team right now, I mean, I gotta go Gonzaga, I guess. Gonzaga is a pretty good, uh, yeah. basketball like college team, Listen, right? There. That's the realistic team to win it all, obviously. Right now, they're still like one of the top teams, and they got Creighton number five. Then we got USC, which don't sleep on USC, that's one of the tallest, longest teams out here. Uh, I don't know if you heard of the Mobley, I believe that's her name, brothers that's on that team. Uh, definitely uh, contenders for the NBA right now. Well, wasn't that that upset? Then they upset somebody? Oh, uh, uh, they, the they beat Kansas. They beat Kansas. Kansas. Yeah, they beat Kansas. That's oh, what it was. Oh, USC? Yeah. Yeah, USC. 85 yeah. to 51. Yeah, they, beat they beat Kansas. 85 to 51. Yep. So right now you got USC, uh, Oregon, which Oregon's making a nice little run. You got Michigan. Versus Florida State. We still got a Florida school in here. Got your boy Jawan Howard out there ready to swing. He's ready Jawan to swing. Howard. Yeah, he, he's in there. We got UCLA, Bama. And then you got Baylor, Villanova, which Baylor's playing amazing right now. It's insane. But don't sleep on Villanova. They yeah. won a couple years back, so they got a little experience in there. Then you got Arkansas, Oral Roberts. Honestly, bro, if I was Crazy. Oral Roberts. I wouldn't want to go against any other team right now. So I'm looking at all these names over here. They definitely have a chance against Arkansas and get into that Elite Eight. Uh, Arkansas I does seem like crazy. the that Arkansas does seem like the uh, best bet when something. That would be yeah for for them to move on. They're in a good position right now in the Sweet 16 to have a great chance to go to the Elite Eight, bro. But honestly, there's just so much going on. And of course, last but not least, we got Syracuse, Houston. So let's go, Cuse, baby. Shout out to yeah, Texas, yeah. man. Texas is showing up. Got Oral Roberts, got Baylor, got uh, That's crazy, man. 
Texas Tech. The March Madness is in effect, man. Like you see these teams, like you, you know, usually there's like one or two teams. They'll be like surprise, like Cinderella team. They'll be like, you know, maybe a surprise upset. But like, it seems like it's like across the board on both sides of the fucking bracket. Like teams, like it's anybody's game, man. That 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 makes college exciting. Like that anybody can just, you know, you got a that, chance dude. as long as you play hard. You got a Yo, chance. But listen, to- that's a lot why of the like, games, oh, you guys weren't watching the games like that, or I don't know how many games you guys have seen, but a lot of the games are like it's they're insane listen i'm talking clutch threes at the end tying it to go to overtime you know i think there was a double overtime game um buzzer beaters like this this march madness is one for the books bro i mean march march madness well that's why i've always personally been a bigger college basketball fan than i have been nba this year i didn't really watch too much because the tar heels fucking suck but um, I've always been a big college basketball guy because because it's one of the college basketball is like it's any man's game. It, it really is, especially when March Madness comes around. It's just like you never know what could happen. Yeah, like, I feel like tournament style. Yeah, it definitely, you know, anyone has a chance, you know, that's I mean, why like, like fucking college football. football, college football needs to pick up like really expand they need the playoffs. Expand the playoff. dude. I don't know what they're waiting for, but they need to expand that playoff. Dude, I saw somebody do a mock like uh, rank 16, uh, a top 16. I was like, yo, that's fucking, that probably never happened, but that shit was hype. Like, I'd be down. Because the thing, too, it's like in college basketball, with this March Madness, you're changing the basketball program. You're changing that program for a long time. Like, now you can, you have that on your resume. I mean, look at like places like VCU and like Wichita State. Before they had those Cinderella runs uh, a couple, a few years ago, like a long, it's been a while now, but like, they're always now, are recognized as like people want to go there now. Yep, like it, exactly. it, it changed that program. Like a place like Oral Roberts is forever going to be changed. A place like Loyola, Loyola yep. being Illinois, like Illinois. I mean, Loyola is probably um, that's probably my team I'm root for now. I mean, that's probably going to be my bandwagon team. That and maybe Cinderella uh, team. Cinderella team. Yeah, some of my Cinderella team. My realistic pick is probably Michigan. But um, uh, but yeah, man, like. That you're forever changing those programs, and that that to me, that's why I I love college basketball. It's like it's any man's game, I, you know. I, and yeah, we could potentially be seeing a, a change in the tide right now in terms of recruiting. A lot of these top of the, high school players may not want to go to these big name schools anymore. You know what well, I mean? Teams like UNC haven't been playing well. Duke hasn't been playing well. You know what I mean? Like, well, I was gonna say too. Um, I think college basketball as a whole might get hit because what was that the league um that they're now what is that the developmental league was it the g league or something like yeah. it's, they're allowing players from high school to go in there and like and a minimum i think is like a hundred thousand dollars or something like that and ncaa came out and saying that if anybody takes any sort of dollar that the NBA is one of the you want to talk about the biggest fucking crooks in all sports NCAA. Those guys are fucking crooks. But um, I guess they said if any player takes a dollar for playing basketball, they are not allowed to be put in any NCAA. Yeah, they're gonna program. lose their eligibility. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I think, hard. man, it's kind of scary because it's like, how much longer will we have March Madness? How much longer will kids start going to like this developmental league? And work their way through. Cause what do you guys know the name of the league I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, the G League. It's G League, right? Okay, I thought I was right. Yeah. No, Gatorade bought out the name, and it's now the NBA G League. 
Yeah. And that, that's crazy because most, you know, if you think of the top players who come out of high school, they end up playing one year anyways. They go to the, yeah. they go to Kansas, they go to, so they why, go to North why, Carolina, they play one year and then they go to NBA anyway. So why, why would you hinder a high school kid who's just trying to work a job or maybe he, he, I don't know. Or he, risk he, getting hurt. Like, I mean, yeah. like you risk getting hurt when you can go to this league, make good money. Like obviously it's not NBA money, but like that's yeah. six figures. dude. That's a lot. A lot and, of people in this country don't make that. And like to be able to do that is like, yeah, why, why go? When you yeah, NCAA is a fucking racket. going to completely disband the uh, NCAA. But in terms of talent recruitment, some of the top players obviously might just skip the college. Like it's going to affect it. It's going to yeah, affect yeah. It. Top ranked players would, you know, if they could make it and make money right away, they would probably do that. Um, but you know, I don't think it's going to really disband. You know, obviously NCAA. But uh, yeah, maybe it'll affect top schools in terms of recruitment, though. I think it's, it's really going f- to shine. Yeah, to me, I think it's like it's really going to affect like all Americans and stuff like that. Like those guys, if you're all American, you're probably going to you're probably going to go that route. I mean, at least I would like start making your money now before you get hurt unless you want a college degree. But like, obviously, I think you'll always have the NCAA. You'll always have college basketball. But it's like, yeah. man, will we start getting a hit with the top recruits or are you going to start getting those guys where it's like maybe the college will always probably be that place where it's like if you weren't good enough to make the G League, if you're not high enough, then you're going to go to college. But like you said, yeah, I mean, those top, top guys, those like top five prospects coming uh, in the nation or whatever, they're not going to be picking up college hats. They're going to start picking up fucking G League hats and taking their ass to fucking Des Moines, Iowa and playing for like <laughs> – or go to yeah. Europe. I mean, you're already starting to see it. You're already starting to see it with Europe. Like people going over there. I, like I'd rather go play in fucking Lithuania and make fucking good money that, and come back over here and up, get yeah, drafted. Look at Lamelo. Yeah, people who don't get drafted, they end up going up, you know, to get paid anyways because you know they got to still feed their family because they're not in college anymore. Which NCAA is a fucking racket anyways because it is. It's a fucking somebody, racket. You're gonna hinder somebody from making money like while they're an adult, like. I can, you know, when I'm 18, I can easily go get a job. I can fucking work at McDonald's, work at Walmart. But you're saying I can't play basketball for money because why? Because After you make fucking rules. millions of dollars off their name, I can go work at the fucking bookstore on campus as a normal student, but these guys can't make a dime. Yeah. I guess. It's, it's, it's a fucking racket, man. It's a fucking racket. The, the way they treat so many players. And like I said, the, the best of the best of them, they leave. They play one year and they fucking go to the NBA and get paid. Because they, you know, and then, you know, maybe those mid-level players, those are the guys that stay around two, three, you know, three, four years. I wouldn't uh, be surprised. Until they can develop, you know what I mean? And uh, that, yeah. that they develop their skills. So. Yeah, it's not like football Yo, listen, where I think you have to play uh, three years. I think Ben Simmons, uh, obviously during the season, he attended class and everything. And then when um, the season ended, he just stopped going to class he yeah. like he didn't care he knew he was gonna get drafted so he was like I'm i think that, wasn't class. that like a thing with the d rose too when he was at memphis like they're saying like d rose probably shouldn't even played because he wasn't like i guess his grades were ass or something like that and most of the time these guys aren't even seeing campus i can tell you when i was in school like the football players uh you know i went to i went to school around tallahassee like these guys were never on campus sometimes you would see them on campus uh uh at the fun stuff the social stuff but these guys never showed up in class because they put them all online. I think there was a big scandal too at FSU recently 
uh, like in like 2015 or something. Uh, they put them all in online classes. They don't make them so they can go fucking work and go practice and go lift weights. Well, the thing too is like some of these college, obviously, I mean, we've seen it. I mean, look at like all the Reggie Bushes of the world and all that. Like some colleges are willing to pay. Like, I mean, these guys, these fucking colleges make so much money. It's ridiculous. And like, they're, they're willing to pay. So it's like, it's the fucking NCAA that's, you know, they won't allow it. Yeah, I mean, they're I bringing mean, back, they're I, bringing I back, um, what's it called? Uh, NCAA football back, uh, video game. The video game. Huh? Yeah. Finally. They're bringing that shit back. I, I, I remember I used to have that shit on the Wii. I used to play that shit for hours. Me and my friends used to come over and then you could play with like the mascots. I don't know if you guys ever played NCAA football. Bro, I haven't I haven't played in years. I don't even remember the last time I played. Yeah, I, I feel like we should. I mean, we it's it's it. been years. It was like since 2010 was probably the last time I played one. But I remember I had it on the Wii back when I first came, and you could play as like the mascots and shit. It was pretty dope. I remember that. But I'm pretty pumped to see that back. I mean, I probably won't get it, but I think it's cool to have back. Though. And then you'll see like number 15, and you'll see no name, but like it's clearly fucking Tim Tebow. Like it's like clearly yeah. Tim Tebow. Same height, same um, size, just this player. How y'all feel about this episode? I, I feel like so we covered Gabe, a lot of sports. Gabe, yeah. you actually... Bring, so we're doing surprise topics. And Gabe actually has... So we're going to be cycling through. And everybody's going to bring a surprise topic. Um, but this week is Gabe's turn. Gabe has a surprise topic for all of us. And Gabe... All right, so I wanted to get a debate on this because this this came out in the news recently as far as NHL. Uh, we kind of skipped NHL this weekend. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. But uh, recently there was an NHL referee that got caught on a hot mic, I guess, uh, basically saying he was like the main referee that calls the fouls, like, you know, penalty hooking, sticking, whatever, roughing. And he left his mic on and he was talking to another referee and said pretty much, I want to give – I wanted to get a foul early on this team. Uh and pretty much that came like that went over air, like live air went over TV, and and pretty much he immediately got fired from the NHL. And this guy is wow. like, he's been in the NHL for a long time. So here here's what I want to talk. I want to extrapolate that out to all sports. It would be baseball, football, NBA, whatever. You know, a lot of times in sports, you know, especially I, I think of the NBA. You know, whenever especially when playoff time comes around, there's always certain referees that you know, like oh man, this guy's gonna fucking ref our game. He's gonna be the head guy. Or in baseball, he's like oh man, he's the home he's the home plate umpire. Like yep. this guy, you know, yep. you know, there, there's names that, you know, you can pick a name. Like in baseball, I can pick Angel Hernandez. Uh, who's the other fat guy? Uh, I can't think of, uh, I forget his name. Um, in basketball, there's certain referees. So like, how do you feel about a referee getting in trouble for like, maybe, you know, what, what he was got fired for is pretty much for, uh, 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 you know, saying I wanted to, I was going to be ticky tacky. I was going to give an easy foul to this other team because I, I want to show these, this, this team that, Hey, I'm not playing around. I'm not rushing around. How do you feel about, um, you know, he got fired just because that was like on a live mic and it went out live. But we, I, I kind of feel like that happens in sports across all sports where like on some spots there'll be ticky tacky or there's like a, a uh, like a gimme call with me where a referee missed a call. So they, on the other end yeah. of the floor, they'll call it the other way. Um, how do you exactly. feel about Jojo? How do you feel about a referee getting uh, fired for being on a hot mic and just trying to do like one of these, okay, oh. I missed that call, but I'm going to call a foul over here. Honestly, you got caught doing it. Um, it good. You know why? Because, right, who's to say that's the first time you've done it? Who's to say you've never manipulated games, right? So as a referee, right, uh, you have the basically the authority and power of the entire game, which way it's going to run, right? So you need, in any sport, you need to keep that integrity 
the integrity of the sport, whether it's basketball, baseball, football, it really doesn't matter, right? You need to be fair across all playing fields. So if you have any bias towards a team, you should not be a ref. Or if you have any bias towards any players, you should not be refereeing because it automatically gives the other team an unfair competitive advantage, which obviously it's kind of impossible to monitor because you never know, right? Not every you know, ref, you know, is, 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 is equal. You know what I mean? Like you're going to have biased refs out there, right? You're going to get an interaction with a player. They're going to keep that in the back of their mind where I'm going to call out easy fouls on these guys, yeah. or he complains a lot, or, you know, I'm going to, you know, red flag him in soccer and, you know, anything like that, which now in NBA, which real quick, just to bring up, I don't know if you guys noticed, but yo, they're throwing people out of the game every other game. Now these ticky tack calls, yeah. You know, they're, they're teching them up. Get they're your ass out. out of here. Yo, just like that, you yeah. know. So I feel like they have their own little thing going on right now, which is weird. But, uh, yeah, to answer your question, uh, he got what he deserved. If you got caught, you know what I'm saying? If he was a ref for years, again, playoff time, championships, who's to say he didn't play a part yeah. in another team winning because of his his bias? You know what and, I mean? To me, it's like one of these things where we kind of know what goes on in games, like whether it be NBA or whatever. Like maybe a player is yelling at you all game, and you're like, okay, you're yelling at me? You're like, yeah. okay, if you get fouled out, I'm not going to call it. But if you even breathe on somebody, I'm going to call a foul. So we yeah. kind of know that. Soccer, they don't play game. that shit. Soccer, yeah. you start yelling at the ref, that's your fucking red card. <laughs> Which is true. So I we, think it's, it's kind of unspoken, but, uh, but yeah. you know, this guy got caught on the mic. So it's something unspoken that got yeah. out live to the public. So, like, Julian, like, how do you feel about. A referee, even though, like, should like should it be like what uh what uh JoJo's saying? Like, should they be unbiased and just you know it just be unsaid or you know how, how do you feel about uh that going forward? As far as all right, so my my thing with players. a ref and my ba- and I always look around and I always say like some team paid the refs. I always say that, but like my thing is all I ask for in a ref is consistency, and you especially see that. I mean, you see it in a lot of sports, but. I'm going to bring it like football, for example. It's like you'll see one play where you see a pass interference call and it was clearly a pass interference call, but then they don't call it. But then another one, you'll see it and he'll fucking tap the guy or sometimes not even touch him and they call it. And all I ask for is consistency. When I see a ref, I just want to see you're going to call the same play no matter what. Like if you want to see guys play hard, then we're going to let them play hard. Like this is playoff football or this is playoff basketball. It's going to be physical. Let's let them play. But if you want to start calling every call, or I, I don't really like that, but if you're consistent yeah. with it, at least teams and coaches and players can understand, like, all right, they're, yeah. they're going to get this. I'd rather, I'd rather you just let the guys play. Just let them fucking play, man. Like, chill on the holding calls. Chill on the pass interference. Let these guys fucking play. Like, chill on the, yeah. the charging. Like, let these guys fucking play, man. Like, and, you know, not, and, but not but if but if you're not, and if you want to stay really true to the rules, and you want to make sure you're calling a perfect game, at least be consistent. At least be consistent, so players know. I mean, and to me, I think one of the hardest for sure is like DBs, like DBs and offensive linemen. Like those are one of the hardest guys because like you don't know what the fuck to do because it's like you you can kind of press on one guy. But then one, the ref might call it on you. But then the next moment, the other guy could press on the other, your homeboy on the other side of the field and do that to you, or or vice versa. You know, it, 
And that's the thing that pisses me off the most. It's like, just be consistent. Just be consistent. Like, and... Do you have any last words, JoJo? I feel like we're going to end it right here. Yeah, last words, man. I was going to say the most annoying thing, and as an ex-player, baseball, man, when you see that strike call, that consistent strike call, and out of nowhere, they just want to switch it up. What was that over the plate? <laughs> it wasn't over the plate. If you're gonna call that, at least call that the whole game, bro. Like yeah, yeah. exactly. So we, no, bro, no, yeah. We're here watching. Obviously, you're in the batter's box. You're watching, you know, for the strikes and balls. You, you know, you're watching the ump. You're watching the timing of the pitches, and then you step up something way. Oh, you're gonna call that a strike? It, you know, especially in the MLB, you see it all the time. You could. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong. Like being which a I don't ref, think happen, you know what I mean. But yeah, like yeah. You said, consistency you know it's a it's, I mean? a, it's a it's a per- and don't get me wrong being a ref is fucking hard bro like yeah. it's hard it's really hard because you're asking these guys to make split decision seconds for things that they can't even see and like us as fans i mean we look at the scoreboard and we see the instant replay i mean obviously when we see it we're like how the fuck did you call that but you gotta think these guys are on ground level you're not high up so you can't really see and then it's happening so fast like it's happening so fast especially because i mean these guys are super athletes so it's like I, I do acknowledge that it's like it's it's a hard ass fucking job, and you clearly saw that back when the refs uh, held out uh, the fail Mary and all that shit, like yeah. the tuck rule and all that all that no, garbage. You can make mistakes, bro. As long as your morals are there and you're you're unbiased, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. That that'll make the the best refs, right? You learn from your mistakes and keep moving forward. But like the whole scandal thing you said with the hockey, like who knows how long he's been doing that? But uh, go ahead, Gabe, to close it up. I just want to close it off because I feel like it's a good end way to end up. We have lots of sports that we're going to talk about next week. Obviously, we're going to talk about March Madness. We're going to talk about, see if there's any other NFL moves uh, as we lead into uh, NFL. Obviously, there's pro days and stuff, so the combine's coming up in the draft as well. Baseball's about to start off next week. I don't know if we'll talk about it. Maybe, you know, we'll talk about our favorite teams. Got if there's you. any, any uh, new, you know, any good players or new moves that we want to talk about. NHL, sports is happening. Real Fans Podcast, all the things. We appreciate y'all coming out, checking out, listening to our podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the things. Appreciate y'all coming out. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace out, y'all. Kyle Lowry, peace. Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry.